Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being in our company. Really do appreciate you. We're trying to locate our guest, Sinentlantla uh, Mguni, who's the chairperson of the Fairtrade Independent Tobacco Association. Just to recap you, just to tell you what's effectively happening here. There are cigarette manufacturers in the country. Amongst them is a company called Connolinks. Connolinks is owned by Adriano Mazzotti. Remember Adriano Mazzotti, Julius Malema's friend, who owns properties in Hyde Park that Julius Malema at some point lived in? That Adriano Mazzotti, the one that funded EFF? Yes, him. He owns a tobacco company, Connolinks. Uh, as part of SARS's operations into combating illicit trade in the tobacco industry, they've installed cameras, surveillance cameras, uh, at the operations of Connellings and various other tobacco manufacturers, right? But Connellings and various other players in, in the tobacco industry are fearing that British American Tobacco South Africa, a company owned by Johan Rupert, may well be accessing that footage and spying on them. Obviously, if that's true, it's anti-competitive behavior. But if it's true, then SARS is guilty of a grave a number of things. Importantly, then, uh, they're then approaching the court. Uh, they have uh, filed papers in the Pretoria High Court around these things. Importantly, the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association members are applying for an audit for the introduction of new regulations promulgated by SARS last year to be declared illegal, unlawful, and unconstitutional. The surveillance regulations, that is. The chairperson of uh, FITA now joins us. Sinentlanta Mguni. Sinentlanta, thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Welcome to Night Talk. Thank you for having me on your show. What's the legal argument here? Look, um, just to take a step back and just to, to, to put the true state of affairs on record for, for you and your viewers and for your benefit. Um, at this stage, they have uh, the, the receivers being sought has not installed cameras at any of the manufacturers you named, such as Connie Links. And of course, I do not want to dilute the case by pairing it as a Connie Links versus any other business person. That's not the case, and that's not certainly our our argument in this far as this matter is concerned. What we have stated, uh, which perhaps is, is what you were trying to relay, is that, of course, there's been a history in the South African tobacco industry of competitors um, gaining influence over law enforcement agencies and using that uh, as a competitive advantage. This includes, of course, access in the past where a certain manufacturer, multinational like that, had access to the cameras of the JMPD and used that to spy on its competitors. Now, that, that is one of the many legal arguments that we raised. Which multinational is this in Atlanta? In this particular instance, it was found to have been British American Tobacco. Right. Of course. And I mean, there's a report which, which details that and many, many other um, pieces of evidence which point to that particular uh, scenario. In fact, I think that particular multinational at the time instituted an a investigation into those allegations. Um, but, but to go back, um, Oliver, to, to the, the legal arguments which are raised, in our papers, um, I think you then have to, of course, look at the fact that we, we are quite concerned about... Sorry, just before you do, if the cameras aren't then installed, what is the cause for concern? 
so so of course uh, you you would you would appreciate that of course there's a rule amendment which has already been affected which then of course gives occasion to the cameras being installed so of course they have to first um document that in some and give that a, a legal standing before they install the cameras it, it would of course, take some time before they, they attend to the installation. But what we're in essence challenging is the actual rule amendment, which gives effect to allowing the South African Revenue Service to install the cameras, which is what they intend doing now that the rule amendment has been affected. So we are reviewing that decision to um, install or install the cameras, which, which is something that has already been affected at some uh, manufacturers, which happen not to be our, one of our members. Yeah, so Natalia, you may disagree with this greatly, as you likely will, given that this is an industry of who you are a representative of and would like to position in the best possible way. But the tobacco industry across the board is an industry not known to play very well by the rules. It's an industry known oftentimes to ingratiate itself into uh, the uh, pockets of or into at least uh, the goodwill of policymakers, decision makers, not just in South Africa, the world over. But what we've recently learned is the interlink between the tobacco industry by and large uh, associated with illicit financial flows, illicit trade across the continent, no doubt you probably would have seen uh, Al Jazeera's documentary, Gold Mafia, that links the gold illicit trade industry to the tobacco tra- illicit trade industry. That's but just one example. The capture of SARS by British American tobacco during the Tomoyana era is something you're alluding to that's cause for concern. And this is why you're uh, questioning the integrity here, both of British American and American tobacco and SARS, uh, and saying that there's the potential for foul play. There, given that context and that history, Surely SARS is well uh, within its wisdom to want to be able to surveil the industry holistically. Look, you, you raise a valid point, but of course, funny enough, this is something that we raise in our papers to say, be that as it may, there's an arbitrariness in as far as the application of this rule because there are many other industries which you could apply the very same set of facts to. For instance, the, the gold industry, and why is there no such a, a rule amendment being applied there? The fuel industry, which is which has far greater compliance risks from the South African Revenue Service than the tobacco industry, the clothing and textile industry. And we're not seeing such draconian rules being implemented in those industries. So, of course, we raise the fact that this is arbitrary in nature and is only being applied to right. one particular industry. And we feel if you're going to apply that rule, um, why not apply to all other industries? So, so, so what are you going to what are you going to say to the court? Uh, what are you going to say to the court when uh, the response one the court may well say, well, just because it's not applied in other industries does not dilute the merit of this specific case one, but two, SARS may well respond and says, well, we're looking into doing that in other industries as well. Just because we didn't start there doesn't mean we don't intend on doing that. That doesn't make it more arbitrary. You, the, yeah. What's your legal response to that? So, so another legal response that we raise is that there are far less invasive methods which SARS has right. at their disposal, which they chose not to implement. And we've Such never as... been engaged. So one, one is known as track and trace, which has been employed successfully in many other jurisdictions. The, the rule amendment which SARS seeks to implement, which being the CCTV footage, has only ever been applied in one other country globally, whereas track and trace has been employed in multiple countries. And a concern is that Track and trace was rejected by the multinationals, and SARS, without explanation, withdrew the implementation of track and trace. Um, just so, for the benefit of your viewers, track and trace includes something such as, for instance, 
um, the insertion of a tax stamp, which then a SARS official would be able to scan using a scanner and be able to then determine whether um, excise or the correct tax taxes have been paid on that particular pack of cigarettes, which of course we submit is far less invasive and is is less open to manipulation in that they they, they cannot really be any influence from a third party in as far as the monitoring of of the track and trace system. So we we we've sought to understand from the receiver why that wasn't considered and this, which is a far more invasive uh, method of compliance, was, was put. Oh, your, your line's just cutting this in Atlanta. Let's see if, if we can get that line fixed. We're going to take a quick break. Give us a call. If you have a question or a comment to this conversation, the number to dial is 86 I'm taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 Night Talk. Giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Monday to Thursdays, 10 p.m. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us. It really is an honor and a pleasure. I'm in conversation with the chairperson of the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association, Sinan Tlantlamguni. Um, Sinan Tlantlam, before we went to the break then, before your line just uh, just uh, went a little bit choppy on us, you were making the argument for track and trace, a far less uh, invasive and draconian measure through which SARS can um, you know, determine compliance by cigarette manufacturers as opposed to uh, the installation of surveillance cameras. Um, while it may well be the case that track and trace is uh, a, a means through which SARS is able to achieve uh, uh, you know, regulatory surveillance activities, there is also the argument, which SARS has made, by the way, that these two exercises are not mutually exclusive, that, in fact, yeah. track and trace uh, includes the component of surveillance cameras, especially uh, where they are trying to establish that contamination doesn't take place. Contamination, yeah, I'm using loosely. It's not a word they use. But what I mean by that is that products aren't incorrectly uh, categorized, incorrectly marked and uh, uh, demarcated. Um, and so track and trace is not, it's not an either or situation. Both may well be of done. Course. Of course. Yeah. So, so, so then what's the opposition still to, to the installation of surveillance? So, so, so again, I mean, I, I think we, we have to then look at our argument holistically. And I mean, one of the other submissions that we raised, in addition to the track and traces, of course, that there were previously SARS officials stationed at the individual factories, and we weren't advised again why that wasn't sufficient. We then have the installation of production counters on all manufacturing equipment and, and packers at all cigarette manufacturing plants across the country, which was also implemented. And again, that wasn't shown. So we, we're just seeing a very draconian approach to industry. And of course, I accept, as, as you've stated, that um, the, the industry, of course, hasn't covered itself in glory in as far as compliance is concerned. But that doesn't apply solely to the tobacco industry. And what we're concerned about is that the, the same level of heavy-handedness is not applied or meted out to other industries. Yeah. Of course, then we go further than that, um, Oliver, and we look at the constitutional rights of the manufacturers and the rights to property, which, of course, go beyond just immovable and movable property, but also cover... Uh, intellectual property in this regard, trade secrets and things of that nature. And of course, given the history of the industry, our concern is that those may, of course, be violated where third parties may, uh, through through underhanded uh, methods, gain access to, to the trade secrets and other um, potentially uh, confidential information of, 
of of of, of the various manufacturers in the tobacco industry. And and of course that's a, a reason for concern. And then we go of course further than that, the the, the rights to privacy of all the the various stakeholders, yeah. be it the manufacturers, the employees, and so forth. So, I mean, it's 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 so it, it, quite it's a too... long-winded argument that covers yeah. a number of, of bases. You're still in this. I mean, your two arguments still fall short here, right? In the first instance, in Atlanta, there is your argument is the tobacco is the tobacco industry is not the only industry that acts without integrity. Other industries do it too. Don't punish us alone. Punish us all then the response may well be, well, we'll get to that, right? So we concede. Then the second argument, which is the more important argument you're making, is that about the constitutional rights of uh, uh, the ability to trade by organizations in, 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 in the country. The response by SARS may well be that it's not unprecedented uh, for state institutions to have complete access to all information, all trading information, of industry players. We do it in the financial sector, for instance, where the Reserve Bank has access to every single transaction that happens in the banking industry. And they, for instance, if the Reserve Bank uh, wanted to be naughty, for instance, let's say, hypothetically speaking, it got captured by one of the banks and shared the trade information of other banks to that bank, it may well be in a position to do so, but we don't operate on the basis that our state institutions will act in that way. We give them the level of integrity that the Constitution bestows on them, SARS being another such institution, right? And so it's not unusual and unprecedented for an industry to be entirely surveilled. But but that, that goes against the, the principles of the Gatner case, for instance, where, of course, the, the law enforcement agencies are entitled to conduct surveillance, whereas, for instance, I'll give the example in the tobacco industry where production sheets are submitted um, daily to the South African Revenue Service, all sorts of information in relation to um, suppliers and, and things of that nature provided. But there is no 24-hour surveillance where where employees where where the the actual um entrepreneur or, or, or manufacturer is being surveilled continuously uh, uh which of course if you, if you look at the gatner judgment it states that uh and this related to to um the inspection of of um customs warehouses and it say it states that of course the the South African Revenue Service is entitled to do inspections, but of course those must not uh, be seen to be at a level where they uh, violate the constitutional rights of the taxpayer concerned. And of course that is our concern: is that where where you're now putting placing individuals under 24-hour surveillance, well, it then that, poses a risk. Yeah, how's that different from SARS? Because SARS has the the, the power and the discretion at the moment to at any point uh, randomly uh, ex exercise a spot check uh, uh, at, at, at uh, the depots, right? They, they, they may well just give you an hour notice and, and inspectors may rock up and execute Certainly. that. Right. How is that any different from cameras being installed there? Because if the potential, if, if the potential is that SARS could rock up at any point in a 24-hour period, then they may as well rock up at all points in a 24-hour period because of it course. makes no difference. But that's not what happens in practice, and that's what the, the judgment also touches on, is that, of course, they're allowed to enter, but they must not disrupt the business uh, practices of the particular manufacturer. Right, now, going right. back to that, for instance, an yeah. argument we raised in relation to the surveillance 
versus, for instance, a SARS official arriving there and conducting an inspection, is that when when there's footage which is available 24 hours, it, for instance, being passed on to a competitor, there's so much more that a competitor can do with that information. Whereas if a SARS official uh, arrives in person and looks at, for instance, the manufacturing and does his work as he's, he's supposed to, there is no risk of them then passing on that information um, to a third party in as far as what's happening and to look at things that right. only a person in that particular industry would understand. Yeah. And so, so there are various is, concerns, Oliver. Is, you know, is of the, course, there's the constitution, yeah. there's the intellectual property concern, sure. and many others. So the crux of your argument is you don't trust SARS? Not necessarily pointing it at that, but they, of course, with law enforcement agencies in totality, not just SARS, there have been instances where, unfortunately, they, they have been found to have acted in conjunction with, with um, if, for instance, the tobacco industry, role players within that industry. So, of course, it's a concern, particularly given the fact that we all know, um, I mean, we've just had the State Capture Commission, which has shown um, instances of not only the South African Revenue Service, which you alluded to earlier on, being captured, but many other law enforcement agencies. So, of course, that is a justified concern in my view and in the, in the view of certainly our members that th these things could transpire. Yeah. We're going to take a quick call. I want to speak to Chawe out in Gauteng. Uh, Chawe, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thanks a lot. This is um, also an, an employee within the tobacco industry. We have been following this since last year. We understand that it's at high court level at this point. But I just want to drive this point home that both organized and unorganized workers are, are uniting within the industry to challenge this big brother antics that SARS as an organized state is playing. That we note that there will be In fact, there is already talks of disinvestment of, of companies in the tobacco industry in South Africa. We are also, as workers, fearful that we might lose our jobs. And also, just to raise an alarm, to the entire nation that if the state is allowed to then play a surveillance role uh, into uh, workplaces, then we might have a problem that the state might be ruling our workplaces with the iron fist. And also we have been losing jobs in the in the sector uh, ever since the, the report of the illicit financial flows which happening within our industry. And uh, we are worried that if this then uh, is made, this ruling by, by SARS made final then, we might have a problem of losing our jobs in masses, and it's going to affect and there's a spilling effect in other uh, industries as well. What, what about the surveillance point. will lead to job losses? No, uh, the right to privacy is, uh, of course, as workers, we are were, were quite concerned about that. Okay, but, but do not link, link the right to privacy for me to job losses. Yes, no, disinvestment will lead to disinvestment in the sector uh, will lead to job losses. Why and would there be it, disinvestment? There's already a regulation, as, as, as the speaker that you are speaking with uh, is saying, that there is already uh, a daily uh, checks that uh, the companies are, are submitting. In addition to that... Okay, but, but, but job loss, uh, disinvestment, why would the installation of cameras lead to disinvestment? The installation of cameras, one, is an, there is an infringement to the right of privacy. And then when our rights as workers and the, the rights of uh, free trade in, in the companies that invest in the industry are then affected, then we have seen in other industries, and I've said, as I've said, that 
there has been this investment in the tobacco industry and indicators uh, also shown, shown the same as well. You st- yeah, I know, I'm, I'm not sure that I see the link there, right? Because again, like yes. I said earlier to Sinan uh, 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 Tlantla, that Mental. the tobacco industry is not the only, it, it's not unprecedented for industries, uh, for market actors to be surveilled. Banks are surveilled. It's not an unusual exercise. You don't see yes. banks shutting down just because uh, uh, the Reserve Bank has access to all their trading records, right, or all transaction records. It's, it's, it's not an unusual thing. I'm not sure why Connolinks or t- British American Tobacco might want to close shop because there are cameras installed in their warehouses, unless, of course, they certainly do have something to hide. No, no, no that's, what, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the right privacy linked with disinvestment would then lead to drop losses. But you but haven't linked the right to privacy to disinvestment. You haven't done that link. Yes. No, if, if, you, if you hear me correctly, uh, Oliver, I'm saying that uh, if, if we look at the, the, the trends in the past two, three years and the disinvestment that has happened and the rules that starts trying to introduce in the industry, there is a trend that you can draw that there is drop losses that are going to happen if this rule is then happened. But we're not saying that yeah. it must not be regulated. Uh, regulations are already in place. They must be intensified. Uh, so, so disinvestment has already happened? Yes, there's been, there's been uh, uh, disinvestment. Yeah, so how are you then linking it to the installation of surveillance cameras because it happened in the absence of surveillance cameras? It has, it has not happened yet if you, if you follow, the case, follow the cases. It has not happened. It's still but you just said it happened. No, it, it, it has not happened, but disinvestment has happened. So you installation s- has not happened. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So disinvestment yes. happened not for reasons related to surveillance. Yes, it has happened for, for other factors as well. Sure. This also might add, we are afraid. Or you're speculating it might add to it. Or did, yes. the, the, or did these bosses of these companies tell you that if they install cameras, we're going to shut shop? No, 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 no. There's no such talk oh, okay. that has happened. But so then there's, there's, no, there's no reason yes. to fear that they'll close shop? Of course there is. Uh, when we look at our rights, imagine working in a place where you're under surveillance 24 hours. You don't know your information, where it's going. Because well, they get closed televisions, you do not know where they are going, who's going to monitor them, and so on. So, and if you also consult the papers, well, you also find that this this information is, is the state is keeping close to its chest. It's not uh, putting all the cards on the table. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for that, man. I really, really do appreciate your call, Chow. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Sinan Klan, I'm going to give you a minute Thank to just you. close off. Yeah. Um, Oliver, just um, touching on uh, what the caller stated there. I, 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 I can sort of understand what um, the caller is saying. I mean, we've seen, and I'm sure, Oliver, someone like you would have seen, for instance, British America having stated that due to the um, illicit trade plus the the new uh, tobacco bill that's set to come into place, which is already before Parliament, that they would themselves be shedding jobs. And, of course, uh, regulation, uh, especially the bigger companies, uh, when there's more regulation, which of course sometimes is justified, it, it, it sometimes does lead to them shedding jobs or sometimes even jumping ship. And here, of course, I, I, I can assure you um, there have been press releases from a number of tobacco companies saying that they, they, they could potentially look at shedding jobs and or closing ship as a result of regulation, not only limited to the CCTV camera okay. uh, rule amendment. 
Yeah, I mean that sure. relates to that relates to to the tobacco amendment bill, which you and I have had a debate about before. Yeah, uh, and yeah. And, that, and that's a complexity on its own. But we're going to have to leave you there, Sinan. I really do appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for your uh, your time this evening. We're going to take Thank a quick you. break. On the other side of that, we're going to speak to Doctor Nombe Kamba.